1: The
2: following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: I want to introduce you to something that
0: everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle's Sisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create & Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited for this conversation today with two driven women who dare to dream big and have truly changed the game when it comes to business. As an entrepreneur, Maddie James is a total boss in the truest sense of the word, and she really does walk the talk. RMO at Create and Cultivate is to help people create and cultivate the career of their dreams. And Maddie has truly done just that. Not only has she successfully turned her passion project into a thriving business, but she's bringing the rest of us along with her, thanks to her online courses and downloads that teach us how to build a multi-figure business too. Aisha Coker brings the Porsche brand to life as the Director of Experiential Marketing for Porsche Cars North America, Inc. She leads a high-performing team focused on experiential brand marketing, strategic partnerships, driving programs, and the Porsche Club of America. In the midst of our new reality, strong leaders stand out by innovating, adapting, and fostering connection in new and even unconventional ways. Right now, being a great leader is more important than ever, and Aisha is showing us that just through her example. So if you're tuning in today to find out how to turn your ambition into a booming business or level up your leadership skills, then you'll want to keep listening. These leading ladies aren't afraid to dive in headfirst to follow their purpose, and they're willing to take risks to achieve their goals. If there's one message we want you to take away from today's conversation, it's to dream big, believe in yourself, and follow your dreams. Welcome Maddie and Aisha.
1: Thanks, Jacqueline. Thanks for having us. Hi, thank you.
0: Of course. So cultivating the confidence to break barriers is easier said than done. Maddie, before you became the influencer you are today, you were a showroom manager for a national housework company while blogging on the side. How did you summon the confidence to leave a steady paycheck behind to pursue your blog full time? And what advice do you have for people who want to do the same?
1: Well, it was really easy for me because I got fired. So when you get fired, you kind of have to figure things out rather quickly. And, you know, it was interesting because for me, it was something that I really wanted to do full time for such a long time. And I had just kind of kept on delaying. I would like pray about it. I would set goals. I would do all these different things. And then, you know, one day they just were like, we are letting you go. We're just making changes within the company. And so then I hit the ground running. I really kind of took that opportunity by the horns and kind of just ran with it that's really the advice i would give somebody else like You know, so many times we daydream about what we want to do, whether it's like moving up the corporate ladder, becoming a six, a seven figure influencer, working with brands that you love. And so many times we can just kind of sit on our hands and it really is about taking action, you know, because it's hard to stop momentum. That's really what I created. I just started taking step after step after step, even when they were the quote unquote wrong steps, just because I was moving pretty much consistently, I was able to recover pretty quickly as well. And so, yeah, I really realized the gem and of an opportunity it was. And I, I really took it, you know, I, I didn't take it for granted at all. I was really excited to be put in the position.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it was a blessing in disguise. And I always like to say you cannot manufacture momentum. So when you go where that momentum is, and even if you're creating it yourself to your point, you got to follow in those footsteps for sure. So Aisha, with more than 15 years of experience in marketing and event management, certainly this past year has presented some new challenges. What has been the most rewarding part of leading the experiential marketing team at Porsche, and what has been the most challenging?
2: Well, I would say 2020 was definitely a year to remember, but most importantly, I just really loved watching how my team came together to create these unique brand experiences for our customers. It was something that we really had to think really hard about because from a challenging uh, aspect of of the whole COVID pandemic situation was number one safety. And so we had to really, as a team, come together and decide, is this something that we really want to do? Because safety for our team and our customers was our number one priority. But then we started to hear a lot from our customers about how people really just wanted to get out. And they really needed that mental break, that human connection. So we really took it um, to heart and we came together as a team. And that's why Just as a leader, I I believe that we could do it, and we just uh, we went out there together and created these unique experiences during such a challenging time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's very similar to what we did here at Create and Cultivate. You know, it's 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 definitely what we call the pivot, as everyone knows. But to your point, kind of forced you to be a little bit more creative and outside the box and creating something that you know again it's relevant for your your customers and your employees is safe but also fun and new and experiential so i'm just so proud of the way the experiential you know business as a whole and also the leaders in in this industry like yourself have really taken the reins and created something unique and special So Maddie, you are a mom of three. You've proven that you can be very successful in your career and also be a present mom. So how did you ditch this perfectionist trope to go with the flow? And how do you handle those days when things do not go as planned, which I'm sure are plentiful these days?
1: Absolutely. You know, you have to take it one day at a time. I think when you're like, okay, I'm going to plan out the week and then plan out the month, you know, children have a beautiful way of humbling you. And so I really allow myself to kind of be like, okay, I'm a mom of three small children. Every day is going to look different. And really being present is way more, is way more important than being perfect, right? There is no way to be a perfect mother, but there's a million ways to be a good one. My job is just to pick one of those ways each and every single day. And it's really fun because I've gotten to do some really cool and awesome campaigns with the kids as well. So I think that's always really great. But also going in order, you know, I I, I talk about this a lot if if people have followed me or just discovering me, like I talk about in 2016, how I had a really hard time in my marriage. Me and my husband were separated. Spoiler, we're still happily married. It'll be 12 years in September. But it was a really hard time because I was so ambitious with my influencer career. It was a year being full time and I was so focused focused on work, I was starting to put home and family life on the back burner. And so for me, it was about getting my priorities straight because when things are out of order, they don't work, right? When the stall in the bathroom doesn't work, you see out of order because it doesn't work. And the same applies to life. And so when I got my priorities straight and I really started to lean in just like I did at work into my family and my home life, the fruit that I got from sowing seeds of being present at home really benefited me at work as well. It really is about that. I like to call it life work balance, right? Because to me, those are my priorities. But it's like, when you honor life, you can honor work and vice versa.
0: I love that. Such wise words. And it's so true. I think if anything, you know, 2020, at least for me being home 24 seven after typically being on a flight, what felt felt like almost every other week was a completely, a complete change in my life. And definitely was able to really enjoy those family moments a lot more and definitely realized how much I missed that. Right. Um, so Aisha, I mean, much like me here at Crane Cultivate, with all the events being canceled and gatherings postponed, obviously you were forced to rethink your approach altogether. So, how have you shifted your strategy at Porsche to help foster brand connection virtually? And how will they become a bigger part of the strategy moving forward for Porsche?
2: Just as you mentioned, Pivot, I think, was the word of the year for 2020. And that's exactly, you know, what we had to do. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we followed the virtual trend. But we quickly realized that nothing replaced human connection, right? Nothing replaced that one-on-one experience that people were longing for with us and with our vehicles. Because I always say that our customers are the an extension of us. They're like an extended family as we would say. And because of that, um, we knew we had to kind of take it back to what we say the beginning or, or, or look at grassroots programs because we could not just rely on the larger sponsorships and partnerships that we were used to. We kind of just had to create our own space and that's what we did. We called it Stay Driven because we wanted people to stay driven during the pandemic, not to forget that we will get through it and it's a new norm for everyone. It's something that we could learn from and, and, and kind of make our own. And so we did that with Stay Driven. It was a small, intimate type of gathering where safety was always the number one priority. But we allowed the customers to still interact with our vehicles and have the experience that they were looking for to kind of get out and about again. So that's what we will look to do for the future. It will probably look a little more in a hybrid form. So you'll do some live events and have a virtual component as well.
0: Absolutely. And same with us. And I totally agree. You know, it's funny because, you know, we get asked quite often, like, oh, you've done so many virtual events. Like, is that the new direction? And I always like to say much to your point is that you can't replace the feeling of being around like minded people in a really fun space, having that, you know, kind of joint experience together physically. But I totally agree with you that we like to say fidgetal is the future, so part physical, part digital, and that is the the, the new <laughs> event world we'll be living in.
2: I love that. I love it, too. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> so, Maddie, in mid-April, Google searches skyrocketed for online courses and free online courses. It was a historic high, and they have yet to return to pre-pandemic levels. So that just keeps going up and up. So you quickly hopped on the trend by relaunching your popular Boss Fluence classes, what has the response been from your community and how have you repositioned your brand to reintroduce these courses to your audience?
1: Yeah, it has been something else. I mean, I have actually been teaching master classes and online courses since 2016. And it really kind of like punched me in the face in the best way possible in 2020. You know, at first it started really casual. You know, 2019 was a really good year for me with brand partnerships. So for me, I was like, ah, maybe I'll do a master class or an online course if I have some extra time. But it wasn't something, of course, that I was planning to prioritize in 2020. Of course, the world changed completely. And so I I was like, you know what? Let's just start with an IG live every week. And I was super casual with it. I just really love pouring into my community. I remember what it was like, like starting out and not having any information or even anyone that looked like me who shared the information. So I'm always really excited to do that. And it kind of just like exploded, like people kept on showing up and then showing up some more and then sharing it. And it kind of grew into this, you know, we were like, okay, well, let's just start a Facebook group. And, you know, it started out like with 250 people and this month we've already surpassed 7,000 members. So it's been extremely exciting and it's just now a really great way for me to create content kind of in this new way, you know, with teaching others and pouring into them. And it's been really exciting. I love community. It made me realize like having a following as an influencer is one thing, but having a community that really believes in what they're learning, like the pillars you talk about, encouraging one another, sharing resources, that is extremely valuable. And I think that because the world stopped, we really got to remember again how important that is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations on your continued success. And, and you put out such incredible content. I'm always <laughs> sharing and saving and sending it to everyone. I'm like, she is so good. Thank like, you. you know exactly what you're talking about. And you're really giving that information and definitely have a community built around it. Um, So I do want to talk a little bit about leadership. So Aisha, there really is no school that teaches you how to be a leader. You just have to kind of get in there, get your hands dirty and figure it out as you go along. What has been the biggest learning curve for you in your leadership journey?
2: I would have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, is listening, learning how to listen, to listen to your team. As a leader, sometimes we always feel like we are expected to know everything, but I find what the team needs the most is support, honesty, and a clear vision. And as a leader, we are here to make quick decisions, and we need to make sure we stand behind the decisions that we make because that's what the team needs. And if you listen to them and you you work with them, I think that is that is when you see your most, you get the most reward out of your team.
0: Absolutely, the quick decision piece is so crucial. It is so crucial and yes. it's something that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot, right? Because it's like, oh, of course you're making decisions, but I joke, you know, as the CEO of the company, I have decision fatigue like when it comes to my home life. Like my husband's like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, not another decision. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. So I, I think that's such a powerful piece of information that you have to make quick decisions and then you have to stand by them.
2: And not just trying to make the decisions on your own but that's where the listening comes in because it's a team and you need information. You need the team to provide you information so you can make a sound decision. I think most leaders, if they could just remember that they would do well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Maddie, you know, entrepreneurship is all about taking calculated risks and you're obviously very familiar with that. So what advice do you have for women out there listening who want to take a risk, you know, to do what they love, but, are worried about the financial risk or even the strain on their personal life.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question because I think it really is about finding that uncomfortable middle because you don't want to be comfortable, but you do want to make sure you're taking a calculated risk, right? So, how do you position yourself to kind of really lean into that risk all the way? You know, can you save anywhere from nine to 12 months of like your salary to really now say, okay, I'm going to now maybe take part time hours instead of being a salary employee and I'm really going to lean into being a content creator, you know? Um, Are there classes and courses you can take, you know? Because I think that's really huge. of what I should said about information, not only as a leader, but when you're growing, it's really part of the process, you know, really having that information really helps you to get better at anything that you do, a content creator, influencer included. So I think it's really first and foremost about being like, okay, what is it that I want to do? Getting clear on that too, you know, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? When do you want to accomplish that by? And then how do we make that, you know, more digestible, right? I think the thing that happens most is we love to overwhelm ourselves with like these big audacious dreams. And it's like, all right, take a deep breath, sis. How do we reverse it and like make it digestible? How do we make these little dream nuggets and just kind of take it one nugget at a time?
0: Truly a dream nugget. That is what we need. But I think that's so true. Like actionable, small steps to goals that are, you know, aspirational, but realistic at the same time. I think that's really, really important, especially for an entrepreneur Aisha, back to you. What do you love most about connecting customers with the Porsche brand and why? I mean, obviously Maddie talked a lot about her community. Porsche in its own right has its own very avid community of followers. So how do you like connecting with customers?
2: Our customers have a lot to say, and so, again, I love to listen. And I think it really boils down to, at the events, um, the conversations that we have. They are so passionate about our cars and the experience. We make spectacular cars, or automobiles, I would say. The vehicles um, present a thrilling drive for our customers, and allows them to escape from their everyday reality. What I love most is when you see um, someone who hasn't been in a Porsche before for the first time and they get in it and they go on their driving experience when they come back, I mean, their eyes are wide, their smiles are large, and they just, it, they just can't believe what they've experienced. And I just love seeing that when they come back after having experience with us. And it really just warms my heart that we can create and build an automobile that can give customers that much joy
0: yeah absolutely i think even with lockdown you know being in our house all the time i just found some some sweet relief just driving around for a little bit just to get out of the house it was so nice and just the windows down i mean i live in california so i you know it was very i was lucky in that sense but there's something just so freeing about that feeling um, that you cannot replicate that is for sure So getting back to pivoting, Maddie, so many of our listeners are considering a pivot from a traditional career into their passion, but are scared to make the leap. So can you take us back to the light bulb moment for you? How did you make the pivot and what advice can you share for those who are looking to switch lanes?
1: You really do want to think about what just literally wakes you up in the morning. You know, like what just gets you excited that like if you had to do it for 18 hours straight, you literally would not be tired of it and really thinking back and, and, you know, Keeping that answer simple too. I think so many times we want to add these different layers and it's like, no, let's let's trim down the fat and just really think about what excites you. Is it talking to others? Is it connecting, right? There's, there's nothing that is going to replace human connection no matter how fancy the digital gets. So do you thrive when you're in in-person situations, you know, really getting that down. Something that really has helped me with that is journaling, right? And like rereading some of my entries and kind of going like, wow, I was really happy that day or I was really excited that day and really paying attention to ourselves. I think self-awareness really will help you with that. I think it's so easy to like scroll and be like, oh, well, she's doing this, I need to do that. Or they are doing this, I need to try that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Turn the phone off, let's, let's be scroll free for a little bit and let's really get inside and say, this is what I really wanna do. Because I think, of course, nobody wants to like leave their like secure or their safe job and like, you know, six months later, you're like, I actually did not like that. I was just paying attention to what somebody else was doing. So really it's about, uh, you know, taking a walk outside, taking a drive, like you said, and really getting in tune with yourself. I think that's really helpful. Reading books is really helpful with that. Listening to podcasts will help you with that, but really kind of turning the blinders off and getting focused on who you are will help with that.
0: What gets you excited? What makes you want to get out of bed? I think those things are so, so, so important. And Nick, to your point, stop scrolling, stop comparing and start living your own life. So I, I love that so much. Such great advice. So I should, this is a question for both of you, but we'll start with you. You know, you're both here because you are driven women who aren't afraid to dream big. What advice do you have for women who are looking to build the career of their dreams and don't know where to start?
2: Well, I just love what Maddie said being self-aware because that's one of the first things that I would say was to go with your gut. You know, never second guess yourself. Don't second guess your decisions. Show confidence at all times. You know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. And one of my favorite quotes is to live your truth or simply put, live your most authentic self. That's the advice I would give.
0: Absolutely, Maddie, what about you? What advice do you have for women who are working to build the career of their dreams and don't know where to start?
1: Yeah, I think just kind of piggybacking off of what Aisha said, I think it's really about getting in tune with self. You know, I understand that we're here to talk about leadership and being driven and that's great. I I love that part of it, but I think it's really about the the trifecta of self, right? I think it is about self-awareness, which I think will in fact breed self-confidence and to like refuel back up, you need self-care paying attention to those things are really where you start, right? Because if you can do it for yourself, self-leadership is so important because so many times we want to be put in situations where we're leading, you know, household name brands and really amazing teams who put on these really great experiences. We want to work with household name brands and be really popular on social media and lead these different people to do these things. But can you lead yourself day to day, every day, right? Can you get up in the morning to make sure you read like you said you would? Can you get up in the morning to make sure you work out and maintain that energy? Can you not go through the drive-through and actually pick the salad so you maintain energy to remain focused when you're in that afternoon meeting with that big brand? It's about self-leadership. And the self-leadership comes in that trifecta. Like I said, the self-awareness, the self-confidence, and the self-care.
0: Trifecta of self. Girl, love it. Trademark market. It. It's amazing. <laughs> and it actually leads perfectly Into my next question, which is that, you know, obviously as a fellow entrepreneur, I know how much work goes into running a business and also leading a team in your case, Aisha. So how do you take time for yourself and what does self-care look
2: like for you? Aisha, I'll ask you first. First of all, being intentional about it and not feeling bad about it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the truth. You have to take time for yourself, for your mental stability to recharge so you can come back ready to go and stronger than ever. I really enjoy spending time with my family, with my friends. I love going to the beach. I like anything that's um, calm and soothing because, um, in our, in our world and events, it's fast paced. You're always on. And a lot of times, um, for my self-care, I just, I just need to, everything down a little bit and and I would say that that's I'm, I'm very intentional about that
0: and Maddie what about you?
2: Yeah, same thing.
1: I just want to turn everything off. I don't want to see this phone. Turn this TV off. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any nursery rhyme. I don't want to hear anything about anything. I just want quiet. But you know what it is? It's really about the stillness of the mind. You know what it is because it's just like what you said, Jacqueline. That decision fatigue wipes me out. Like I don't want to think about anything. So I've recently got into meditation, which is huge for me. Just like even for ten minutes. Like it's like for ten minutes. Don't think about nothing. Just listen to these beach waves. Listen to somebody guide you into feeling more confident, whether it's about your body image, whether it's about choices, whatever the case may be. But turning everything off is really, really great. I'm a huge fan of therapy. Again, I think that really helps with the self-awareness. And I love therapy, especially when something's not wrong because it's like an oil check for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just maintaining peace and calmness, you know? And I and I love the indulgence stuff as well. I love a, a vacation, you know, when that can happen again, you know. I love a bubble bath. I love a nice, you know, a glass of wine, you know. I love those things as well, but I think that self-care is a discipline. I think a lot of times we talk about it as a luxury, and it is like I said choosing the, you know, the salad instead of the bag of chips or the green smoothie instead of the soda, you know, and really making sure like am I taking care of myself? like, am I being truly honest with myself? Why am I doing this really? You know, I think self-care really just comes down to better decisions. So you have fewer regrets.
0: Absolutely. And I loved the car analogy of the oil change. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, So I'll throw this last question back to you and then we're going to do some rapid fire. But what traits do you need to succeed today and why?
2: Flexibility, number one. (laughs) And teamwork, number two because you can't do it by yourself. And I always say that we we may have on my team, they know I always say we may have different titles, but at the same time, we have the same goals. Um, and our goal is to drive Porsche passion by creating customer experiences as exciting as the vehicles we build and that is true, true testament, true and true. And I'm very proud of my team because we exhibit flexibility when we create new 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 events to reach new audiences. So definitely flexibility.
0: Could not agree more. And Maddie, what about you? What traits do you think you need? to succeed today?
2: I definitely think,
1: especially in this, you know, post COVID world, I think grace is something that's so, so important. Like a lot of us have just been in the house with our pets, our spouses, our children for the last year. We need a little grace. I might have been a little snappy or I might have been a little late, but you know, I'm trying my best. So I think grace and just really kind of having a level of empathy that maybe you didn't have, you know, before this pandemic, and just really the the ability to to humanize and really see people, right? And make people feel heard. So I I, I love the point about listening, but it really is about, you know, that level of grace and empathy. I'm I'm really into that. My team does such a great job with making people feel good about whether they listen to a podcast, they join the boss fluence Facebook group, they listen to a live, they like to Instagram post. We are so, so big on making people feel special, making them feel like the question they had absolutely mattered because it does. And so to me, that's really what it's about. It's about having grace for others and making them feel and know that they matter.
0: Love it. Love it so much. Okay. We're going to wrap with some rapid sentence finishers. Aisha, I'm going to throw this one to you first. The one productivity tip or work hack that has truly changed my life is?
2: Preparation and knowing how to manage priorities.
1: Yes, Maddie? Making small ass decisions ahead of time. What you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, decide ahead of time. You don't need to be doing that in real time. You're going to wear yourself out.
0: Yes, plan ahead, preparation, love it. Um, Okay, Aisha, the number one book I always recommend
2: is? I have to say two, unfortunately. And the only reason I have these two is because these are books that I go to often. It's something that I've carried through my life experiences, both professionally and personally. And that is The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren and 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell.
1: Love it. Maddie? Uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and Atomic Habits by James Clear. They're just going to get you where you need to go. To
2: feed my dreams, I, Aisha? Laser focused, driven by my dreams, and I don't compare my journey to anyone else's. Maddie? I take action fast. I take action fast.
0: I think those are both great advice. Aisha,
2: success to me means? Always supporting my team. And showing integrity in everything that I do. Maddie? Being kind to myself and in turn being kind to others,
1: right? It's, it's back to that self-leadership, you know, leading myself to make good decisions so I can lead others to make good decisions.
0: Wow, you guys dropped so much knowledge during this conversation. Thank you so much, ladies and Portia for this incredible conversation inspiring me and Driven Women everywhere. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at work party on Instagram and at it's a work party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is work party.